Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, from the team that brought you the Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Stephanie Everett. And I'm Jennifer Wiggum, and this is episode 374 of the Lawyerist Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, Stephanie is talking with Lawyerist Operations Director and one of my favorite people, Paige Atkins, about being intentional with your time as a leader. Today's podcast is brought to you by Posh Virtual Receptionists, Postali, and LawPay. We wouldn't be able to do this show without their support, so stay tuned because we're going to tell you more about them later on. So, Stephanie, we have kind of a funny thing happening in lawyers, lawyers this month, which is that most of our team is going to be out for different reasons, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Life happens sometimes. We have a couple <laughs> yeah. people who need to be out on extended leave and it just happened to overlap with vacations and we know it's coming. That's the good news is we could prepare for it. Right. But we are going to be a little bit short staffed, maybe more than we would like. Yeah. And with a small team, which I know a lot of our firms have their small teams. I think there is a urge to panic about this when, you know, three fourths of your team is not going to be there and there's just going to be a handful of people running the company, but we knew about a lot of this. So we did some preparation in advance. And I think the biggest preparation that we have done is this cross training. And I know you had an idea at one point, and I think we still might implement this where we would do each other's jobs for a few weeks. Tell me a little bit about what you were thinking about that as an idea of, you know, to handle something like this. Yeah. To be fair, it's more like a fourth of our team is going to be out, not three That's fourths. True. So Sorry. we're yes. not, we're not that bad off, but <laughs> it feels like you said, when you have a smaller team, even just having yeah. two or three people out at the same time can feel traumatic. But part of the idea is that it's obviously a good idea for lots of reasons that you have people cross-trained on different jobs. So at least more than one person should know how to do everybody to do all the jobs, the, the major functions, so that if somebody is out, somebody else can pick it up. A big piece of that is obviously also having it documented somewhere. And I remind people, it doesn't have to be like a fancy document, like take your iPhone out and just record yourself doing it or use Loom, use you know, where you can record your screen and and narrate. So it doesn't have to be like this very complicated operations manual. And then the idea I had around other people doing each other's jobs is we've had the occasion over the past year where I've had to step in and do somebody's job. And in doing so, I was like, wow, why is this so complicated? Like I would look at our operations manual and I'd see 10 steps and I'd think, wow, this is way harder than it needs to be. And that's what happens sometimes when you're in it, when you're in the job and you don't, it's hard to step out of it and think, do I really need to do this step? Or is there a faster way to do it? And then somebody else comes and does your job and they're like, wow, we could make this so much easier. So I think that was the idea is it kind of encouraged me that I was like, maybe everyone should practice doing someone else's job, you know, at some point this year so that we can also not just have cross training, but look for those opportunities to make our life easier. Yeah. Cause I think it is a silver lining that when you do need to take over someone else's job, you get fresh eyes on it. And so I know I'm going to be one of the people that'll be out in March and I'm kind of excited, a little terrified for somebody else to do my job and 
find different ways that I could be doing it. Cause I know they're there, but when you get so mired in it and you can't take zoom out and, and see what you're doing, you get in, I wouldn't say bad habits, but you get in your routines and they work for you, but they may not be the most efficient way. So I'm very interested to see what the lawyers team comes up for me when I come back. I yeah. suspect there will be a list of things that I definitely could be doing differently. And the reality is like, it may sound scary to think about people being out or to be, think about you being out if you're the you know owner of the firm, but in a weird way, you want things to break. Yep. Now is a good time to have them break. One of the lapsters that we work with, one of the lawyers in our paid coaching program, he has this vision that he wants to be able to really live in another country for part of the year sometimes and be able to run his firm from that location. So we purposely set up a little experiment in January where he went and spent a month in that country just to test. And he was like, we need to see what's going to break so that we can fix it and have a vision to how this needs to look in the future. So I know sometimes lawyers don't always think that way. Like we think, well, we need to be in the office. I need to be the one that does all the things. And you actually do need time away for lots of reasons, but you need to see what happens when things, when you go away, what falls apart. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's, I mean, it's probably not malpractice, but you <laughs> no. know, maybe someone's like, ah, we don't know how to run payroll or we don't, whatever it is. Right. Those are the things you want to figure out so that you can then go and put those systems in place and fix it. Exactly. And I think, you know, going into it, having at least some modicum of systems, at least a little bit of documentation, even if it's not perfect, will help you feel better about leaving because you can fall back on that and, you know, nothing's going to break. And it keeps you from having to bug the people that are out. So they don't have to read their emails or their Slack messages and they can have that time off, know that it's running smoothly. So I'm looking forward to our March, actually. I think it's going to be fun, but we like things like that here when things get, at least you and I do, when things get a little uh, different or novel, it's just a fun way to grow when you have those challenges. So I'm looking forward to it. Now here's my conversation with Paige. My name is Paige Atkins. I'm the operations director here at Lawyerist. I help our team with all things operations and help with HR and training and take care of our team as best I can. Hello, Paige. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. So today we thought we'd tackle this topic that, you know, it's like sometimes you can't get on the internet without seeing certain themes. And so one theme that seems to be popping up a lot these days is around burnout and overwhelm. And I think that we hear a lot of it in terms of like team, right? Like employees are feeling overwhelmed, employees are burned out, and as leaders, we should take care of our team. I think you'd agree with that. Mm -hmm, absolutely. But before we get to the team part, maybe we should spend a few minutes and think about the leader and what should business owners be doing to take care of themselves? Yeah, it's a really important question. And Another maybe hot topic that we see is self-care and it's not so far as self-care. Of course, that's important, but it's really focusing on your work and figuring out what is the most important thing for you to do as a leader for your team. What do they need from you and how can you structure your days and your weeks to best help your team and support your team and then also not get overwhelmed yourself? Yeah, I feel like it's something we talk about with in our lab in our coaching program is oftentimes as lawyers are growing their firm, their role is shifting. And so their focus needs mm -hmm. to shift, but it, it doesn't always do that at the same time. 
right? So like they have new team members who really need their time and attention, but they're just Mm -hmm. so used to practicing law that they spend their day practicing law and kind of forget that, oh, actually I have this new hat that I need to wear, which is around my team. Yeah. And that's super important to realize that and to realize that communication with your team is one of the most important things that you can do. Again, that's more about team engagement and keeping them happy and getting them what they need. But when it comes to the leader themselves, like I said, it's identifying what those, what that shift is and how the new role might look, because sometimes it's just writing it down. This is where I need to focus. And what do I need to readjust in my life to make that happen? And who can do these other things for me so that I can stay at the 30,000 foot level rather than in the weeds day to day the paperwork and the filling out the forms and all of that kind of stuff. Maybe somebody else can do that. And setting up again, when you're going to do those things, when are you going to do the little things and when are you going to spend time focusing on the big things? Yeah. And so one of the things that you do really well, and you've actually helped me do and other members of our team do is really think intentionally about your day and your week. So what are some of the top tips that you'd give someone when it comes to thinking about their schedule? I think the first tip is if you have something on your plate that is just nagging at you, there's a quote that talks about eating the frog. And if it's the only thing you do, you do it first thing in the morning, and then you'll know that you've gotten something big accomplished. So eat the frog first. And that just means my tip would be sit down for the first 60 minutes of your day and try to get that thing done so that it's over with. And then the rest of your day, you'll know you at least got that done. A lot of times we sit down and we open our email first thing and we're just processing and we're replying. But if you look at it in a way that your email and everything that's in it is happening to you rather than you deciding, okay, I'm going to tackle this task or open this email. If you're just responding to what's at the top of your inbox, you can likely go the whole day and not get anything accomplished that you set out to do because you're just replying instead of being proactive. So that would be my first tip or two is to turn off your email the first 60 to 90 minutes of your day and get that big thing accomplished, get that focus time in, whatever it might look like. And then schedule time to do your email and process your inbox later. And when you're doing that, focus just on your inbox and the things that are currently in there. You can pause notifications so that you're not getting new emails in during that time, because that will happen too when you're finally going to deal with that email that's been sitting there for three weeks. A new one pops in all of a sudden and totally distracts you. And you're like, oh, let me deal with that right now. Pause those and deal with that at your next inbox block time. And again, it's just all about that focus and putting your attention to something big and important so that again, you're getting those tasks accomplished. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea that you're just reacting. And I often tell people when I give this lecture, it's like, if you just sit down and open your email, you're just giving your agenda over Uh to like 250 strangers. Like you're letting everyone else decide what you're going to do that day, which is not very productive. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think adding all these things to your calendar, what am I going to do and when help prioritize and then sticking to it. And if you get an email during your inbox processing time, if you get something that can be a task, 
and you want to schedule it out, put it on your calendar and then clear it out. Your inbox really should not be a place for just storing things. It should really be a place that you receive things and process them, even if it's moving it to a task list or a calendar to do anything that will uh, help you not forget it, not let it fall through the cracks and take care of it. And another thing I would suggest is when you add those tasks, whether it's a project management software or your calendar, however you manage your tasks, make sure that it's clear what you're wanting to accomplish. Use action words when you're putting something on your calendar, instead of just review whatever it is, X, Y, Z, you know, what does that mean to review it? I need to read through this email and Google search these words and compare these things, you know, whatever it might be that is really clear so that otherwise, if you just put something random on there, it's easy to ignore, but if you make it actionable, then you know exactly what you need to do. It takes the questions out and the wondering of, you know, that that's energy that you're spending to, okay, why did I put this here? And what did it mean? Just make it really clear. Spend two seconds to do that at a different time when you're setting out these tasks or to do's for yourself. Yeah. I mean, one big theme that I'm hearing and what you're saying is, is putting things on your calendar. And I will confess that you as a member of our team have access to my mm-hmm. calendar. And mm-hmm. oftentimes I'll go to my calendar for the week and I'll be like, and I, I can always tell because like, it's like you're like a little, you're a calendar fairy and you've come in and you've been like, take a break, take a lunch break, go for a walk or, you know, use this time. If you know that I have something that's big on my plate, sometimes you'll even just block out time. Like, hey, mm-hmm. here's some more focus time. It's like you just kind of take care of us in that way, which I love. Yeah, good. I Before this was an executive assistant forever. And so it's just kind of in my nature. And so when I know that, I schedule some things for you to randomly. So if I see it's just back to back days, um, it's like, no, I'm not going to schedule an interview here. I'm going to put a lunch break. And those are also important. I think that's the next phase of it is scheduling those things that help you to not feel overwhelmed and burdened or unengaged or burnt out or whatever phrase you're going to use is set the time to have a lunch break and schedule the time to be with your kids when they get home from school or set the time to go on a date with your spouse or whatever it might be. If those things are important to you, then absolutely you should calendar those as well. And then also think about your ideal work week and what that even looks like. And do you like the back-to-back meetings? Some people do just pound through them all all at once. And some people are like, I only need three meetings a day tops. And so that's the time I'm going to block out for this. I need this much focus time every single week, every single day, whatever it might be. You know, I need to go on a walk. I need to take a nap, whatever it might be. Schedule that time and then live by your calendar. And you'll be surprised how productive you are at those other focus times. Yeah, for sure. I know everybody on our team is kind of a big fan of time blocking and it can work so well. And a lot of times, you know, lawyers want to push back and say, but emergencies are going to come up or fires are going to come up and clients are going to come up and you can have a time block every day to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh, I have a time for that. And it also, yeah. I, th- I think if you start doing that, it really helps your brain refocus on what a true emergency or fire really is. Cause I, I think it's easy for us to just get caught in, in our clients traps of thinking everything's in an emergency. That's probably not. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And something else I like to suggest that people do is if an emergency comes up and it takes over the time that you're going to spend writing or reading or focusing, move that time to another space on your calendar and yeah, leave that wiggle room so that it allows for stuff to come up. Don't block it all out and be stressed out all day and the end of the day, regretting having all the back to back or, or whatever it might be and not really getting to the things that come up that you need to deal with. Yeah. I feel like one pushback people might give, so maybe we Mm -hmm. should just tackle it is, you know, I put these things on my calendar, but then my team just interrupts me Uh and they don't respect this as a boundary. So what are some ideas we can give for people if that's what they're facing? I think the more that you just start living by it, the more people will understand, no, this is really important time. They're not going to talk to me, you know, and again, we'll get to it, but they still are owed a response, even if it's just, can I do this after my two hour time block? Or can you just schedule a time on my calendar that's available? You know, again, leaving that margin to be able for people to be able to schedule with you, but it's kind of you taking control of your calendar and people will start understanding that you are serious about it and, and respecting that. Yeah. So maybe that's a good time. We'll take a quick break, hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, let's kind of start focusing on how we keep our team engaged. The Lawyer's Podcast is brought to you by Posh Virtual Receptionists. As an attorney, do you ever wish you could be in two places at once? You could take a call while you're in court, capture a lead during a meeting, or schedule an appointment with a client while you're elbow deep in an important case? Well, that's where Posh comes in. Posh is a team of professional, U.S.-based live virtual receptionists who are available 24-7, 365. They answer and transfer your calls so you never miss an opportunity. With Posh handling your calls, you can devote more time to billable hours and building your law firm. And the convenient Posh app puts you in total control of when your receptionist steps in. So if you can't answer, Posh can. And if you've got it, Posh is always just a tap away. With Posh, you can save as much as 40% off your current service provider's rates. Even better, Posh is extending a special offer to Lawyerist listeners. Visit posh.com forward slash Lawyerist to learn more and start your free trial of Posh Live Virtual Receptionist Services. That's posh.com forward slash Lawyerist. And from LawPay, the gold standard in payments for the legal industry. For more than 15 years, our partners at LawPay have been helping lawyers get paid faster. In fact, 62% of bills sent via LawPay are paid the same day. To learn how you can enjoy faster and more reliable payments, schedule your demo at lawpay.com forward slash lawyerist. And from Postali. Finding a marketing partner for your firm can be challenging. Are you getting sound advice? Is your marketing agency always working in your best interest? You shouldn't have to worry about these things. At Postali, they believe marketing companies should adopt the same duty to their clients that is required of the legal profession. For this reason, They require that all team members sign a fiduciary oath to act in good faith and put clients' best interests ahead of their own. They service with care, candor, and loyalty. Postali is a full-service digital marketing agency exclusively for lawyers. To learn more about how they're different, visit postali.com forward slash lawyerist. All right. So we're back, Paige, and we've been talking about how business owners and leaders can really carve out time for themselves for the day so they can stay focused on their priorities and manage their time well. Let's shift a little bit and talk about what you need to do for your team and how you can maybe better support your team. So where should we start? 
Yeah, this is so important. As I mentioned earlier, I think communicating with your team is one of your most important things to do. So again, as a leader, maybe it's just setting aside time to do that and making sure there's time in your schedule. Like you said, Stephanie, it's hard to remember those types of soft skills or whatever with a new role. If you're a new leader or if you hire new people that you haven't been working with before, but prioritizing that is the most important thing I think you can do for your team. And even if they send you something that you don't have time to deal with right then, or there's no way you'll even get to it that week, I think just responding to them is super important. And then again, making time to give a full response. So the initial response might be, Hey, I'm super busy today. I'm not going to get to this. I got it though. And I'll review it and I'll get back to you by Friday, something like that. They know that it's out of their brain into your brain. You know, the ball is now in their court. They're not wondering, did you get my message? Did you see my message? Are you mad at me? Whatever it might be, you know, um, you're getting them some sort of response and that's most people. It's totally fine. If it's urgent, they'll tell you that. But otherwise I think that's the best thing you can do is to keep them engaged and knowing that you see them, that they're a priority to you, that you want to help them however you can. They're not wondering, left wondering in the dark and because you've just simply responded and then go back and close the loop with them um, once you've had the time to review it or whatever, you've put it on your calendar. But I think that's the number one thing. That's what people, you know, they say people it really matters their managers and how their relationship is with them and to feel respected and seen and heard and valued is the main thing you can do as a leader. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's easy to say, and I'm sure everyone's sitting here going, Oh, sure. You know, and I do that, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, the challenge is, yeah, but do you really, because we're all, you know, I hate to even use the word, but we are all busy. We all have lots of things on our plates and yep. You know, I've worked with partners who we, you know, put post-it notes on their day planner to like, hey, go walk around and say good morning if you're still in, if you're in the office. Like it, it sounds silly, but sometimes you just need to check in with folks and just Mm -hmm. say hello. And, you know, it's easy to get heads down and just be so focused on your work that sometimes you can forget that those little things do matter. Yeah. And I like what you said, too, because, uh, you know, when you said you kind of laughed about it, but you're like, oh, are they mad at me? And it just reminded me that as the leader, when you're silent, when people don't know what's going on, they assume the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure your your leader isn't mad at you. They're just busy. But the employees sitting there going, oh, my gosh, they're mad. They've you know, I've done something wrong. I mean, who knows what story they're telling in their head? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's a can you review this or how does this look? You know, it's really important just in that moment to be like, got it. Let me review it. I can't right now or whatever it is. Uh, You don't have to say looks great. Obviously, you don't want to do that. You want to give them an honest answer, but then the pressure's off a little bit. Yeah. Shifting gears a little bit, like one of the things that people, I think a lot of leaders struggle with this is how to manage how much is on someone's plate. And I think this Mm -hmm. gets harder in a remote world. I feel this sometimes on our team, quite frankly, as you know, because I've shared this with you, it's really hard for me to tell how much people have on their plate. Like I can always give them more work is how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) There's always an abundant amount of work, but then, you know, Mm -hmm. I wonder like, oh, I don't want to overwhelm them. 
So do they have too much? Do they need more? Do they need different? Do they need challenge? Like where are they? And so what are some ideas that we can take away in that sense? Yeah. You touched on a little bit when you said check in with your team, but just as much as just a personal check-in or emotional check-in, whatever it might be, is what is on your plate and how do you feel about what's on your plate? You know, we recently at Lawyerist, we have regular stand-up questions we send via Slack and every week everyone answers the same questions, but we've made those a lot more specific and not generalized the question of what's on your plate this week, or what are you hoping to get done? You know, we asked very specific, how much time is that taking you? And then in the middle of the week, we check in, has anything derailed your week basically that we need to know about? Because you said at the beginning of the week, you were going to accomplish X, Y, Z. Now it's Wednesday. How's it looking? Anything in your way? Because a lot of times that happens. No, this is taking way longer than I expected it to. So I'm not going to get it done. Okay. Now we are just aware of what is on everyone's plate and how they are tracking with it and just helping them prioritize if you need to, if it's too much, or if you see something with us specifically within Slack, if, I mean, you just did this with me that, why is that going to take you so long? I don't think it should, but we had a conversation. Well, this is what I think I need to do. And a lot of the times, like with you just said, no, that's not what you need to do. This is all you need to do is just run a report. You don't have to do it manually, whatever. So it's just getting in touch with what they're doing rather than staying up in your 30,000 foot view is coming down and anything I can help. What are your priorities? Are they the right priorities? And if they're just constantly behind on deadlines or whatever it might be, it's stepping in and helping them to figure out this is the priority, even if it's sort of ambiguous, but just helping them, you know, we, we get caught up with decision fatigue and what do I need to work on? And I have all these things that I can be doing. So just helping them, why don't you just get this, this, and this done? And, you know, we'll call it good. Worry about the rest of the stuff after you get those done or next week, whatever it might be, but just being an advocate for them rather than just someone who is constantly wondering what's going on and you leading the way and checking in with them to see how they feel about their role and what's on their plate and things like that. Yeah, I've got to tell you, when we changed the questions recently to add, you know, how much time have you, do you think this task is going to take? And is that actually allotted on your calendar this week? Mm -hmm. I feel like that has been the most helpful for me personally, as a team member to like really think through at the beginning of the week, how long will this task take me? How long should Mm -hmm. it take me? And as you mentioned in that example, as a leader, because now I get to see what everyone on the team is doing and how long they think stuff is going to take. And I know this will resonate for the lawyers because, I mean, you know, we're always trained, like, don't let that associate walk out of your office without a time estimate for like a brief mm-hmm. or a motion because nobody right. wants to be surprised and say that took 40 hours. But if you can find out each week where people are allotting their time, I think it's been super valuable to us and has allowed us to find those kind of moments where we were like, wait a minute, why is this taking you so long? Let's, let's fix that. That doesn't need to be a two hour project. It could be five minutes. Yeah. And even when I get the question, is that time on your calendar? A lot of times it's not. So before I answer the question, I go put it on my calendar and then I say, yes, it is. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's super helpful. And I think we'll just help and it helps everyone. So the way we do it is like you mentioned on a Slack channel so that everyone on the team can see. It really helps too if you're waiting, 
you see what other people are working on, but also because we do so much collaboration, it kind of just gives you mm-hmm. a sense of, oh, okay, that person's on it. And, and then it's going to be coming yep. back to me, right? Like it just helps everybody right. prepare for their work. Yep. All right. The final thing we can touch on is what we can do to sort of celebrate. People who've listened to this show for a while have probably heard from time to time, we talk about our Taco Thursdays and you're in charge of all those. So whatever, mm-hmm. good, whatever good ideas we have shared in the past, it was all because of Paige. We just get to say them. But what would you tell people in terms of taking time to celebrate with the team and making sure that they feel appreciated? Yeah, this is something that is really easily overlooked or pushed aside as not important. We've even dealt with it on our own team here that we have big projects that people are working on. We have our quarterly rocks, the most important things that each person's doing And so it's not only celebrating just way to go. That was a lot of work. You killed it, but also just actually celebrating and having fun and laughing and making moments to get to know each other and being silly or whatever it might be. It's just every Thursday we have our taco Thursday call and it's optional, but we it's kind of actually required. <laughs> we try to really, I mean, I think people want to go like, I hate, yeah, missing, we do. I mean, I don't like missing them. I'm like, I want to go. Yeah. That's what it's like. You're only going to miss it if you just are actually not here or something like that, but it's, you're not going to schedule other things on top of it for sure. Uh, because it's just become a time that we know we can just show up. We bring a lunch if we have one and I'll, sometimes have something planned, or sometimes we just see where the conversation takes us. And it's that freedom to just talk about whatever we want to, because a lot of times I know I have the tendency in meetings to just get down to business and that feels okay with me. And sometimes because I know we will be able to, you know, take this to taco Thursday or whatever. And so, and that happens, we'll say, this is a great topic for taco Thursday. So let's send this to page or, you know, table it and then get down to what we're actually meeting about so that we're not wasting too much time. So it's, it's not a time waster. It's super important. And then we do our in-person retreats when we can too, you know, or just trying to get together in person and do something fun together, get to know each other. I think that's just a really big component of employee engagement. High employee engagement is that they can make friends at work, uh, which is maybe a taboo thing. I don't know. I know it used to be something that people don't want to get too close to the people where they work with, or they don't want to get too personal with them. And that's still, there's still obviously lines to draw there, but it's just great when you know, you can have a good time with your fellow employees. And when you can show up to a meeting, you feel like you know each other and you can ask some personal questions. And, um, you know, we're all sitting on our computers, but we do video calls where we can see faces and we can see, kids getting home or whatever pictures in the background, whatever it might be that adds that personal touch. So it's just all of the personal things that we don't want to forget that sometimes as a leader, you have to spearhead that you have to set the example in what you want to share or asking the questions or saying, okay, you know what, let's just do this random game right now because we can, it just makes a big difference rather than just working, 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 and then finding that time. I I don't think you have to do a weekly team outing or a fancy dinner every month together, anything like that. I, I, in fact, think you should do it during work hours so that it's just a 
an excuse that people don't feel like it takes away from family or anything like that. You know, we value getting to know the whole family too, if you can, but when it comes to your team is just prioritizing, this is okay. It's okay to just take 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it might be every week and get to know each other a little bit. And then that's a, also a good time to celebrate wins and whatever it might be. Um, but just noticing those things, because that's where, when we hear about personal stuff in people's lives, we can also celebrate that. And that's awesome. And you move, show us your house, or we have a, a team member who just got a new puppy and we haven't seen the puppy in a while. So send us a picture of the puppy, you know, and those all come out in those conversations that we make space for. Otherwise we wouldn't get to know our team. Yeah. I love all this. I think if there was a theme at all, it's around, you know, being intentional with your day, mm -hmm. with your team and even in celebrating. So yeah, Paige, thanks so much for joining us today. Gladly. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. The Lawyerist Podcast is edited by Brittany Felix. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at Lawyerist.com forward slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to Lawyerist.com forward slash community forward slash lab to schedule a 10 minute call with our team to learn more. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you. Thank you.